In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's come and give unto the Lord today. Isn't it a joy to give and be able to give to the Lord? Amen. To give back. Um, I think he may even take gift cards if you got a lot of gift cards this week that you don't like. I'm sure the Lord can would use those, repurpose those. But, uh, amen, the, the, uh, the blessing of repurposing, right? Better to give than to receive. So when you receive a gift you don't like, you repurpose it and become a giver, right? I'm sure that... Uh, I'm not the only one, but uh, isn't God good? Amen. Amen. As we turn our attention, we can go to the book of Matthew, the 26th chapter. Amen. We're going to read a few verses here today. Amen. Matthew 26. Start reading in verse 17. Amen. Though, where the Lord says... Uh, Now the first now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread of the disciples came to Jesus saying unto him where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the passover and he said go into the city to such a man and say unto him the master saith my time is at hand i will keep the passover at thy house with my disciples And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. Amen. I want to preach to you today from this title, uh, In Remembrance. In Remembrance. Amen. You may be seated today. Amen. We stand today on the precipice of one chapter closing and another chapter opening up. 2023 is finally going to be in the books and looking forward to the next page of this journey that God is uh, leading us on in 2024. Uh, Obviously, this is a big time of the year where many people do uh, New Year's resolutions and all these things to, to start afresh and all of those uh, new commitments and desires uh, that people make and hopefully that they uh, stick with them and that they don't die out after a few weeks. But uh, that seems to be the time of the year. I think this is uh, going to be the gym membership's probably greatest month, right? And it's all downhill from there. But they obviously make enough in January to keep them going throughout the rest of the year. And so everybody likes the idea of starting fresh and starting clean and start starting anew. And we look we look back and we see all the things that God has brought us through this year. And I know that we probably would want to forget all the bad times forget all of our failures, forget all of our mistakes and all the hardships. But if we really think about it, uh, at least with me, when I make a mistake and when I mess up, I seem to really learn the most in those places, right? 
and so if we could just wipe away all of our mistakes and forget about everything this past year of all the of, of the hard things, the difficulties, the, the failures, uh, then would we be forgetting all of the lessons that we learned? And so the truth is, is who we are today uh, is because of all of our mistakes in the past. Is because all the, the mess ups that happened in 2023. We are here and, and hopefully that we are a better person because of what we uh, did and, and what we overcame and what we went through, whether it was our own. Uh, our, our own reasoning, our own choices that brought us to that place or not. But the truth is, is that we are who we are today because of all the good choices we made and all the bad choices that we made. Amen. And so as much as we want to sweep them all under the rug, uh, there still needs to be a little bit of time of remembering what we learn from that mistake or what we learn through the valley that we are in or, or, or how God brought us through and how, how we overcame what God did uh, in our lives. And so we need to be in remembrance of not just the good times, but also the difficulties. Because uh, somebody once said that if you uh, don't remember history, you're destined to repeat it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to repeat any of my faults or mistakes in my past. I want to move beyond those things. And I want to keep moving forward. I want to learn from what I did wrong and, and, and pass over uh, to the next thing that God has for me. Because if I forget uh, what I me- me- how I messed up, then there's odds are that I will probably do that again. And even sometimes in uh, our stubbornness that maybe we still do, uh, mistakes that we've made in the past, uh, and that, I guess, is a different story. But uh, aren't you thankful for what God uh, uh, has done for you this year? Uh, he, he, he's bringing us through this year and into the next year that God's got all kinds of things in store for us, that we're going to make sure that we're following after Him and doing His will so that we can experience and see what He has in store. Um, and so the, the title is In Remembrance, and uh, the, uh, the end of the sermon today, the, lesson, the, the altar call, we're going to be doing communion. Uh, we don't do it uh, uh, many times throughout the year, but uh, we do try to do it at least once a year, and today that we are doing it because we want to do it in remembrance of what God has done for us. Amen, and how he's brought us this far and where he's going to take us uh, tomorrow and in the future. And so the Bible, uh, the, the Hebrew word for remember means to properly to mark. You, you, you leave a mark so that you can recognize something. Uh, and so in there, if, if, if something is marked, then there's a good chance that you're going to remember it. Uh, especially when you're uh, when it comes back through uh, uh, whatever you're looking through, you're shuffling. Uh, you mark down notes, or you, you, you jot down little ideas on papers or whatever. The purpose is that is that so you can remember that and, and go back to that. Because if if it's not written down, if there's not a mark anywhere, then the odds are that you will not remember it. Uh, and as I age each year. I seem to remember less and less, uh, unless I write it down, unless I leave a mark somewhere, uh, and then you got to remember where that mark was to remember what you marked, right? Uh, and so even I, uh, even in just listening to uh, my wife say something sometimes, shaking my head, I, I utter things from my mouth, and then 15 minutes later, uh, it's like we never had the conversation. Right? Maybe it's just me, uh, but uh, I need to do better at leaving marks uh, so that I don't get marked, right? That's the whole purpose of it. And so, uh, and so if you mark something, you're going to be able to remember it by, and therefore, uh, the, the Hebrew word is by implication, if you're going to mark something, you're going to leave it there to remember. You're doing that so that it can, you can mention that or that can be brought back up at a later point. And so we understand that uh, we need to leave 
markings and, and notes and all these things, write things down so that we can uh, go back to them and, and stay focused on what God wants us to do. And so it seems like throughout the Bible we see this uh, underlying theme. There's many themes there, but uh, the one we're going to focus on today is uh, about remembering. It seems like one of the things that God just wants his people to do is just to remember. Remember him. Remember the things that he's done for them. Remember where he's brought them. Remember all that he's done for them. And and so uh, God just wants his people to remember. And if we can remember what God has done for us and where he's brought us, then we're probably going to be off in a better position. Uh, than if we forget what he's done. And so we, we see this, this theme beginning to play out, especially in the beginning in Genesis uh, chapter 2, when after God spoke and he made the worlds in six days. Genesis chapter 2 says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in that he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. And so the, the purpose of the, the seven-day week is for one day you would relax and rest and remember all that you had done. And so God being busy in the first six days creating the world and speaking everything into existence, on the seventh day he rested from it and he recollected and recalled and and looked upon all that he did uh, and remembered and and what did he say? Everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, And so by remembering what he did, declared that it is all good. And so we, we know that God set this pattern up for the nation of Israel so that they too would also uh, take a day where they can rest and it has become to known as the Sabbath day, the Sabbath day's rest, where they would, uh, the purpose of it was to uh, disconnect from the world, work in six days a week, uh, and one day you would disconnect for the sole purpose of remembering what God is doing in your life. Remembering what, what he did for you this past week or the past year or the past month and uh, to give thanks to God for that because if we go, we can get so busy at times where we don't even take time to pause and remember and to think about all that God has done and remembering helps us stay on the right path, on the right track that God wants for us because if we're so busy and our, we're so caught up and our schedules are so full and we're not taking the time to remember then how do we know we're going in the right direction? And so the purpose of uh, remembering is so that God can continue to lead and guide us and that we can make sure that we are reconnected on the right path that he has for us. And so we know that God established a day of rest after creation and the nation of Israel began to pattern themselves and their their lifestyle after that because God wanted them to remember uh, who he was and what he had done. We see another instance of God establishing this thing to remember, and that was in the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter with a man named Noah that we know, and the, the famous story of flooding the earth. But God did something here so that he could uh, remember Uh, his covenant and that we could also remember too. Uh, Genesis uh, 9 and 13, I do set my bow in the cloud and it it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh and the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And so the, the rainbow that we see after the, the storm clouds pass through is the thing that God put in the sky for what? To remember. 
so that he could remember the covenant that he has with creation and also that we can look upon it and we can remember uh, the grace of God and the, and the judgment of God so that we don't, we don't look at it and, 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 oh, what a beautiful rainbow it is, and it is beautiful. But there's a, more, there's a purpose behind that, and that is to remember. Remember his hand. Remember his judgment. Remember why the bow is there in the sky. We can see it so often. The things happen so frequently in our lives that they begin to uh, lose its meaning. And that is one of the reasons... Uh, why we don't do communion every week like many other churches might do is because, uh, you know, when you do something all the time, it can easily lose its meaning. Uh, and so uh, we hope that those that take communion every week are reminded every week why they're doing what they're doing and, and what they, the purpose of it is for, and that would help them live that week uh, dedicated unto the Lord. And so... But how many times do we look up at the rainbow in the sky and we just kind of glance at it and we just keep on driving, keep on going? And how many times do we look at the bow in the sky and do we pause and just start to remember why it's there, the, the whole reason behind it? And uh, we're thankful for that. If you begin to think about it, I'm thankful that God put that in the sky so that he can see it. And when we were told that when he sees the rainbow, he remembers the covenant that he has with, with all of creation. I'm thankful God remembers his covenant. Otherwise, we would not be here today, right? If he didn't remember not to flood the earth again after it rained, those storm clouds and the thunderstorms probably would not end. But we understand that God sees the bow, and what did he say? I see it, and I remember uh, my covenant with all of flesh that is upon the earth. And so it's more than just God remembering. We need to remember, too. Uh, again, talking about the so many things happen so often. How many times do we see rainbows down here, especially in southwest Florida after it rains? There's rainbows every day in the summertime, but how often are we uh, taking a time to remember why it's there and what it is? And uh, I know that when we do, uh, it, it may cause us to think again and, and, and to appreciate every breath that we have uh, because it is given by God. And so we need to be in remembrance of God uh, throughout the year, not just the day that we're doing uh, the communion and taking part of the Lord's Supper today, uh, that the purpose of it is to remind us of what He has done, but it shouldn't take one service once a year to remind us what God has done. Every single day we should be in remembrance of His grace, of His mercy, of His love in our life, that uh, we are living for Him every single day, and we don't need a special service to be reminded because we remind ourselves every single day. Again, I'm not trying to take away from what we are doing. This is a, a, a sacred thing that uh, we as Christians do. Uh, and uh, we are told as often as we do it, uh, do it in remembrance of him. And so we are doing that today. Uh, and so beyond the bow in the sky, there's other things that God established in his uh, plan for Israel and the world that we would remember. Uh, more than the, uh, beyond the Sabbath day, the seventh day, God began to establish a Sabbath year. Uh, the, the seventh year that the land would, become, would, would rest from the uh, horticulture and, and, and the gardening and all those things that the land itself needed to rest. And so in establishing the nation of Israel and their laws that he uh, put into place, he established the Sabbath year. And that, again, the purpose of that was to be reminded of all God has done for you the past six years and how faithful God is and how he's going to be there with you the next six or seven years until the next year. Aren't you thankful for the faithfulness of God, that he's never left us or forsaken us, even when we forget? God is still there. I'm thankful he doesn't forget about me uh, like I forget about him sometimes, that he is always there, uh, and we can look to him 
uh, for help. And so the Sabbath, Sabbath year, the seventh year, uh, is really an amazing thing if you really begin to think about it, uh, how God would, the sixth year, God would bless them abundantly to carry them over the seventh year and even to carry them over into the eighth year because you didn't do anything the seventh year. You didn't plant any crops the seventh year. and So the beginning of the eighth year, you had to start planting. And so then, what, three or four months into the eighth year, then you finally got a harvest. But you hadn't planted anything for a year and a half, 15, 16 months. Uh, so the blessing that came in the sixth year was to carry you over to the eighth year. But also more than being just a blessing, that blessing was meant to help you remember what God is doing in your life. I don't want to get lost in all the blessings that God is pouring out. Yeah, we want and we ask for blessings, but we need to make sure that we are remembering. We, with each blessing that we receive, we're remembering why we got this and, and who our God is. And, and it's more than in the blessing it's what he's done for us in our past how he's brought us out of that world of sin out of that world of addiction and and he's delivered us and set us free and given us a new life and made us a new creature in him that is what we are to be reminded of not just how good our God is in giving things and opening up the windows of heaven uh, that's what we can easily be drawn to but it's more than all of that. He, God wants us to remember Him and, and our love for Him and, and our purpose in Him and what He has for us. And so aside from all the other the material possessions, uh, we, we, want, we should want Jesus most of all. Because if we have him, then we have everything we need, right? We don't need any more money or possessions or new cars and all these things. You can have all those things, but give me Jesus because that he's going to feed my soul. He's going to give me what exactly that I need. And it may not be more money because he knows me better than I know myself. And sometimes God doesn't give us everything that we want because he knows it may not be good for us. Because we'll forget about him. How many people forget about God in the prosperous times? Because they're not doing any remembering of where they've been brought from and what God is doing in their lives. And so uh, that's the, the double-edged sword of a blessing. We want the blessing, but we got to make sure that we remember. And so God, besides the Sabbath, Sabbath day and the Sabbath year, he also went through the trouble of uh, helping them understand even more things to remember, setting up all these things. Uh, the Passover, we, we understand, we'll talk a little bit about that today, but uh, the Passover also was instituted to help them remember. Remember what God had done in their life and remember where God had brought them. Uh, and that was an annual feast that they uh, did and followed. But again, we can, follow, we can follow procedures of things and still not remember it, right? We can, we can lose, the, the meaning of something can be lost through procedural uh, uh, things that happen all the time. Uh, and so just because they were obeying the Sabbath, were they really remembering? Just because they didn't do anything on the Sabbath year, are they really taking that time to recall all that God has done for them uh, and, and what he's doing in their life? That's the real meaning of remembering so that we can still stay close to Jesus Christ and he is the reason for it all. And so we, we, we've been talking about the past few months about invading the darkness and how Israel is crossing over into the promised land. And one thing that God asked them to do is when they cross over the Jordan, take out the 12 stones, uh, put them on the side of the bank. Uh, what do you say? For a memorial so that you can remember all that God has done in your life and where he's brought you from. And then your, uh, it goes on to say, and your children can ask you what do these stones mean. And that's a great, great time to recall what God has done for you and where he has brought you. Uh, so God is trying to set up all of these things in the nation of Israel, in his people's lives, because he does not want them to forget what he has done for them. And uh, he knows us better than we know ourselves. We can easily forget about things, and, and we understand, and we can see the history of Israel. 
that even all these little implementations that God did to help them sit, sit back, disconnect from the world for a little bit so that they can recall and remember what he has done, even still, the nation of Israel forgot many times, forgot about God. It even got to the point where uh, they were observing these things, but yet they were not really remembering what they were for and why they were there. It began to take on a new meaning of itself. The Sabbath day became a religion in itself, as we see in the New Testament, where Jesus encountered the Pharisees and Sadducees about, about the, the Sabbath day. And he goes on to say that man was made for the Sabbath, not the Sabbath for the man, and uh, that the day does not have the power over man. And uh, they lost the real meaning and the purpose of the Sabbath day, and that was simply to remember God and what He is doing in your life. Uh, we, can, we can take what God has for a life and, and we can twist it and turn it. We can give it a new meaning that is more appealing to us. Uh, and that is dangerous because we are not remembering what God has done for us and why we are here. Uh, he, God tells the nation of Israel what happens if they fail to remember in Leviticus chapter 26, he says, if you, will not, uh, if you will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me. What does that mean? That means they forget his ways. They're forgetting all God, uh, what he wants in their life. He, they're forgetting about the purpose and the meaning of all these things. He says, then I will walk contrary to you. Uh, also in fury, and I will, even I will chastise you seven times for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons, the, uh, the flesh of your daughters you shall eat. I will destroy your high places, cut down your images, cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you, and I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation. I will not smell the savor of your sweet odors. And I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. I will scatter you among the heathen, will draw you out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbaths, as long as it lieth desolate, and, and ye be in your enemy's land. Even then shall the land rest and enjoy her Sabbath. As long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest. Because it did not rest in your Sabbaths when ye dwelt upon it. This is, this is, a, this is a prophecy here. God is, is explaining what is going to happen or what will happen if you, don't, if you forget the Sabbaths. And if you don't uh, uh, celebrate them correctly. If you don't disconnect and remember what they're there and why you are who you are, God says, I'm going to step in and I'll scatter you. I'll bring all this desolation and waste and destruction. Uh, I'll kick you out of the land so that the land itself can rest because you did not let it rest in the Sabbath. You did not remember the reason for the Sabbath year. You forgot it. And so in your forgetfulness, God steps in and resets everything. Uh, and in this situation, the resetting had to take place when they were not in the land. And so they were held captive uh, for 70 years, uh, the, the time that would, would reset the land because uh, they did not uh, observe the Sabbath the way that God wanted them to reserve it. And so what happens when we don't remember? What happens when we don't remember the Bible describes of desolation in our life? Anybody besides me can, can uh, attest that when you forget about God and His ways, desolation will come into your life. Uh, waste comes in. Destruction comes in. Uh, you can be scattered away. You'll be sent off into captivity, being bound by uh, darkness, things you should not be bound by. Why does that happen? It's simply because people forget what God has done in their life and what God is trying to do. And so when we don't remember, uh, bad things can happen to us, not because uh, uh, God is a, a vengeful God, but it's simply because we, we forgot. We did not leave a mark somewhere to remind us 
what God has done for us, and that we should stay close to his word. I don't know about you, but all the years in my life that I've lived, I, I, I look back and I, I wish that I would just have listened to the word of God, uh, obeyed his voice even sooner, uh, become obedient to the word of God. It's the word of God that really is the bread of life. When we, when we leave that, we have nothing. We have death and desolation and destruction. Uh, and so when we don't remember what God has done in our life or the real meaning for, for what God established, uh, it can be unpleasant for us to say the least. And I'm thankful uh, that God does not forget. The one thing that he does forget is our sins. Aren't you thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes away all of our sins? And he says, uh, I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Uh, That's one of the things that God does not remember is he does not remember our sins. Because uh, uh, remember what I said, uh, what remember means, it means to leave a mark. And what happens is every time somebody sins, there's a mark. A mark happens, and a mark happens in our life, in our garment. Uh, Stains and spots appear uh, from the mistakes that we made, how we have fallen from His righteousness and fallen far from His uh, uh, His love and His grace. And so all of these things, we, be, we leave marks everywhere we go. Just like everything we touch, our fingerprints, leave our fingerprints. Uh, unless their hands are dirty, uh, you won't see your fingerprints left everywhere. But we are leaving marks everywhere we go. Everything we touch, we are leaving a mark. And let's we pray that we are lifting up holy hands, that the marks that we are leaving are clean and pure and righteous marks in our lives. Uh, because uh, leaving a mark, God's going to see every mark. But I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus that was shed that would cover up all of those marks. And so God says, I don't remember anything because there's no marks anymore. They've all been covered by the blood of the Lamb. And we are, we are clothed with a garment of righteousness that is not ours. Uh, it is Jesus's. Uh, and so our sins are covered uh, and our marks are covered and are, are erased in the eyes of God. And I'm thankful that he chooses not to remember remember our past failures and our mistakes but that leaves two other people that remember well maybe a few others but we remember our marks our friends or family members they remember our marks and the the devil remembers our marks and so God's not going to bring up our mark uh, in our life because it's already washed under the blood. The devil's going to try to use our marks against us. And many times our friends or family members might bring up our marks. But I'm thankful that those are all under the blood. Uh, we need to remember them, but remember, learn from those things. And not to try to do those again because I want to go forward in what God has in store. And in the new life that God has prepared for us, all of those things are forgotten And God chooses not to remember them. There's another instance that God doesn't remember and kind of, kind of using this word, maybe stretching it a little bit here. But uh, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, in the last days, Jesus says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, and many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and thy name cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works, and then I will profess to them, I don't remember who you are. I I never knew you. I don't know who you are. Uh, Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And so here is an instance where uh, God doesn't know people, Uh, in an intimate uh, way 
because they have not received the Holy Ghost because without the Spirit of Christ, we are none of His, right? You have to have the Holy Ghost for Him to know who you are because He comes and lives inside of you. Uh, And so you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost so that God can uh, know who you are. And that way when we stand before Him, what do we say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. He hasn't forgotten who you are. He knows exactly who you are. But there is a time where He he professes unto people, I don't know who you are. And that is not a time or an instance where you uh, don't want God to not remember you. You don't want him to remember your sins, but you, don't, you want him to remember who you are. And that happens through our obedience through the word of God to be born again of the water and of the spirit. We begin to enter into that relationship and that covenant with him. And, and so uh, to... Understand the Lord's Supper, the communion, as it's called. Uh, we first have to remember and we first have to understand the Passover because it all centers around the Passover as our, our text indicated that uh, the disciples come to Jesus and said, Lord, where are we going to eat Passover? And he goes and tells them to go into a city to such a man and and he'll have a a place and a room prepared. And so that really, that is the setting of the Last Supper is they're gathering there for the Passover. And so to understand the Feast of Passover is to understand what Jesus is doing here when he says, uh, this is my body which is broken for you and this is the cup uh, which is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. Uh, this is all on Passover, uh, and, and he's doing something here. He's doing a new thing here uh, in the upper room with his disciples, and that's why he said, I, I'm going to have Passover, the last, my last supper with only my disciples because I'm teaching you something here. And so we understand uh, the beginnings uh, and how Passover was instituted. When Israel was slaves in Egypt for 400 plus years that they were held there uh, against their will and uh, at the, the Pharaoh's pleasure. And so God in his grace and mercy heard their call and heard their cries and he remembered the covenant he had with Abraham to bring his people out and to give them to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. But to do that, we know that he uh, had to break the back of Egypt. He had to break their power, Pharaoh's power and his pride, and he did that through the ten uh, plagues. And the last plague was the death angel coming through and uh, killing all the firstborns in the land. But this would have happened to his people had he not had this plan for the Passover because this, the, the death angel would pass over the house that was obedient to his word. And we see that uh, Exodus chapter 12, it says, The Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Uh, a, a side note is that Passover... Uh, began a new month in their life. It began a new time in their life uh, when when God began to do something new. Uh, and aren't you thankful that God did something new in your life, that he gave you a new start, that old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new once we are obedient to the word of God and we submit to it and do what he asks us to do. Everything can become new in our life and the old ways are gone. He says, speak to the congregation of Israel saying, The tenth day of this month, they shall take of them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out of the sheep from your goats. You shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. They shall take the blood and strike it upon the two side posts, upon the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh 
in the night, roasted by fire and unleavened bread with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden with water, but roast with fire, head and legs, and the appurtenance thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn up with fire. And so you, you shall eat of it, your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste, for it is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, that against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are, When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land. And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You shall keep it in a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by ordinance forever. So again, not just a miracle that God was doing here, but the whole purpose behind it all was so that they could remember what God had done in their life. And and so Passover was the people being obedient to his word, taking the lamb, the unblemished lamb, uh, killing it, eating it, and taking its blood and putting it over the doorpost. And if they did that, if they were obedient to it, then God would pass over them and spare them the judgment that he had for Egypt and the world. But that's to say that what if an Israelite, a child of the people of God, what if they forgot to do that? What if they forgot to follow all these steps? Well, as we we mentioned earlier, what happens when we forget? Death, destruction, and all these things happen. Even if an, an Israelite did not do exactly what God had asked them to do, if they did not take a lamb, a spotless lamb, and kill it and put the blood over the doorpost, then the death angel would pass and visit that home and kill the firstborn of that house. It didn't matter who you are because God is not a respecter of persons, but he does respect those who respect his word and who listen to his word and are obedient to his word. Once we do that and we remember what he is doing in our life, God can pass over us, pass judgment over us and and go on to uh, somebody else. That's what I want God to do in my life. I want him to pass over me, pass the judgment over me, but that means that I have to remember his word and be obedient to it. Because if I don't do it or if you don't do it, uh, death and destruction will come to our way either in this life or in the next. Uh, because simply because people do not remember what God is doing in their life. And so one of the things about this Passover was, Passover, there was not to be any leaven in the bread, eat unleavened bread, but more than just eating unleavened bread, one of the, the requirements was there to not be any leaven in your home. So you had to search your home. And get out any kind of leaven. It didn't matter that the bread you ate did not have any leaven in it. God said no leaven in your home at all. You can hide you can hide it in the closet if you want and still eat your unleavened bread. That's not going to cut it uh, because you're not obedient to what exactly God said. He said you got to get all the leaven out of your house. And so the Passover was a time, was a period where Israelites were examining themselves. They were examining their heart. They were examining every part of their home and every part of their life, making sure that I am aligning myself with the Word of God because if I don't remember his word and I don't align with the word then uh, death and destruction can come my way Uh, and so Passover was they had for seven days they had to eat unleavened bread they had to consecrate themselves and and to uh, look in their life and their home and for any kind of leaven and get all the leaven out before they could participate in uh, this if they wanted uh, God to remember who they were during this night. And so uh, Passover is a time for self-examination where you look at your life and say and remember, am I aligning myself with the word of God? 
Am I following after him, and am I doing what God has commanded? Uh, and so it is a time for self-reflection and examination because we want to make sure that we are aligned with his word. And uh, I know we, we're not Jewish, and we don't participate in this like they do, uh, but that doesn't mean it doesn't apply to us. We should always be trying to remember and self-examine ourselves to making sure, is there anything in my life that is unpleasing to God? Is there anything in my home that God is not pleased with? That is called leaven because if we allow it to sit there, it can rise and can build something in our life that is unpleasing, that is of the world, and that, that does not uh, please the Lord. And so we, too, have to self-examine our heart and our life to give, remove any type of leaven so that we can be obedient to his word. Also, the Passover was only for those who were in covenant with God. Not just anybody can partake in the Passover, but only those that were uh, in covenant with God could partake in the Passover. We see in Exodus 12, 43, said, The Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of their Passover, uh, there shall no stranger eat thereof. And so what it required was uh, the males to be circumcised and they had to be obedient to the word and the covenant, the law of Moses, uh, and if they wanted to participate in the Passover. And now understanding the Passover, who would not want to participate in it, Right? Given the opportunity, who would, who would want to uh, skip out on that and, and forget what God is doing and not be a part of, of God passing his judgment, skipping over your house? And so, uh, but back then, only, only those that were in covenant with God uh, could participate in the Passover, and it's the same today. God, we, we don't, uh, we don't. Enter into the covenant like the Jews did, but we do enter into a covenant that is called the new birth. To be born again of the water of the Spirit. That is the covenant that God has instilled in the New Testament. To repent of your sins, to be baptized in Jesus' name, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidence and speaking of the tongues. That begins that new walk and that covenant with God in your life today in the New Testament. And so uh, we too need to make sure that we are in covenant with God uh, so that we can experience His blessings and His grace and mercy in our life and that His judgment can pass over uh, us and not impact our lives and, and so that happens obviously those who are who do not have the spirit of Christ are none of his and we exp we see that judgment happening in the the next life uh, in the last days the great judgment where God judges those who do not know him and have not his spirit therefore they are not in covenant with him and so uh, it behooves all of us to make sure that we are in covenant with the Lord uh, and stay in covenant. You can get in the covenant and you can, you, you can forget about what God has done. And you can fall out of it. We see that happening so many times with Israel. They were in covenant uh, just because they crossed off a few check boxes and said, uh, I'm circumcised and I do this or this or this. Still doesn't mean you're living the life that God wants you to live. You can get baptized in Jesus' name and forget about all that God has done for you and still go out into the world and do whatever you want to do. Uh, and fall out of a relationship with God, uh, but only those that were in covenant with God uh, were able to partake in the Passover. But in the New Testament, here they are gathering on this day to celebrate the Passover feast, and they began to, uh, Jesus begins to teach them and to tell them uh, his plan and his new purpose and a new covenant for them. And Ultimately, what we understand, we, we know that Jesus becomes our Passover lamb. Jesus is the one who was killed for the sins. His blood is what saves us. His blood is what covers our, our sins and covers our past. Uh, and that is what we are to be reminded about. Uh, and that is the connection with the Passover. Jesus becomes the Passover lamb uh, for all of uh, us today. And now we can partake in what God has for us if we are obedient to the word of God. 1 Corinthians 5 and 7 uh, says, purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, 
as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. So he becomes our Passover lamb. And aren't you thankful that he gave his life for you? Aren't you thankful that he decided to, to spill his blood so that we can apply it to our lives uh, and we can experience the newness of life that God has for us? Amen. If you would stand with me today. And so the whole purpose of the Lord's Supper is so that we can remember what God has done for us so that we don't stray too far from His Word and off the path that He has for us. Uh, and so in First Corinthians, we see this uh, spelled out. It says, uh, Paul says here, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night in which He was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took of the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is a new cup, uh, the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. If you're not in covenant with him, you, uh, you can be on dangerous ground. And, uh, and so, but he says, let, every, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And so, again, just as if as Passover made them go through their house and get out all the unleavened, here today, Christ is our Passover, and we too need to take a time and to search our life and search our home and search our heart to get out any leaven, uh, get out anything that is unpleasing to the Lord so that we too can be aligned with His Word and be obedient to what He has in store for us so that we can remember all that He has done. And understanding that... Uh, it's easier to understand when somebody has done something for you and it touches your heart, right? It touches your life. We, can, we talk about the Passover, but we don't really celebrate the Passover like, like the Jews do. I mean, it's, it's rooted into their, their culture, their life, and we, we're familiar with it and, and you know, we, we celebrate it symbolically, but we don't, uh, that never really uh, uh, applied to us and impacted us. And so we can learn of it and, and recall it, but does it really have an impact on our heart? When we hear about what Jesus did for you and me, that he took our place on the cross, that instead of me being crucified and killed for my sins, Jesus said, I'm going to step in and I'm going to die for you. That can have an impact on a man or a woman's heart when we understand that Jesus come and came and did that for us, that he became our Passover lamb. Uh, and so we too have to do this in remembrance of him. Just like the lamb was, was broken and eaten, we too do this in remembrance of him, and just like the blood of the lamb was was put over the doorposts, we too apply the blood of the lamb in our life uh, as it covers our sins, and we too can be covered by His grace and and mercy. And so, as we bring this service to a close, uh, if you want to partake in communion today, partake in the Lord's Supper, I would ask that you. Uh, well, first, we're going to take a moment and just have a time of, of self-examination. Uh, ask God to forgive us of anything uh, and that we would search. Is God, is there any leaven in my heart? Is there any leaven in my life? Is there anything that is unpleasing to you? Uh, and so let's all take a moment uh, and seek the Lord and ask God to, to work and speak in our hearts.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, I ask you, God, to search our, my mind and my heart, Lord. God, see if there's be anything in me that is unpleasing to you, Lord. Jesus, for your grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to uh, partake in this today, I'd ask you to step forward and come down to the front. We can uh, gather together and begin to pass these out. Can I have uh, some help uh, passing out the cups and the, the bread? Hallelujah, Jesus.
Does everybody have one that wants to participate? Why don't we take a moment and give God thanks if we can partake of this service. God, we thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to be reminded of who Christ was and all that he has done for us. Take our time and remind us of your greatness and your love, God. Hallelujah. Scripture says, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me, eat, eat of the bread. After the same manner, also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Let's all take up the cup. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, for dying for me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for letting your body be broken, God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's just worship him. Let's just thank him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we wouldn't be here, Lord, if it wasn't for you. Thank you, Lord, for giving your body, Lord, to be broken for me. Hallelujah for all of us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for shedding your blood, God. Oh, that is a, covers our sins. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This act that we do, eating and partaking, is to be in remembrance of him. But as I mentioned earlier, it shouldn't take a service like this for us to get in line, to remember all that he's done for us. It shouldn't take a, a piece of bread to remember that, remind us that his body was broken. Bible says that you and I, we are the body of Christ. And that should be a daily reminder of, of, of him and who we are. And if we break our body, if we go on a fast and we uh, fast these things or breaking down our body are not we remembering also what God has done for us and who we are amen and John 14 26 says but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you 
And so if you have the Holy Ghost, you have his voice in our minds to remind us all the time uh, of who he is and what he is doing in our life. But it's on us to listen. That voice can be speaking, but are we really listening? Are we really uh, reminding ourselves uh, of who he is and what our, our purpose and our plan is? And so as we close out this year... We want to be reminded of what God has done for us and what he has brought uh, us from. But also, as we step into this new year, uh, let's not forget what God is going to do in our lives and what he wants to do. If If every single day we are reminding ourselves of who he is and that we would not be here without him, every day is going to be a good day. Right. No matter how it plays out, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because we remember him. We remember what he did for us. Amen. And what he has for us. And, and so we are truly are a blessed people to be able to partake in something like this. Amen. To be in covenant with the Lord so that we can follow him. But make sure that we are still obedient to his word. Amen. As we go forward. In 2024, we're going to go forward in remembrance uh, and not forget what he has done for us and his purpose for us. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for coming today. Amen. Let's not forget. uh, It doesn't take a rainbow to remind us. Uh, We should be reminding ourselves on our own every single day because we have the Holy Ghost who can bring all things to remembrance. Amen. Shake uh, brother, sister's hand. Welcome them. God bless you all. Amen. We'll, we'll see you next year where we move forward in God.